we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Wake that ass up in the morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. It's a special guest, I should say. We have Nate Burleson and Melanie Few. Welcome. What's up? What's up? How y'all doing? Appreciate you having us. We got to live Melanie's chair. Can we live Melanie's chair, please? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How do you know? The mic is all in, in front of the face. I ain't never used okay. it. Hold on. A little bit higher. There okay, you go. go. There, there we go. go. There, there we go. You can just there hold that right there. Okay, got you. There we go. All right. There we go. Yeah, we got you. Nate, how you got time to be here? Man, I'm working. I'm, I'm working, working but I got a few breaks. And okay. y'all told me to pull up. I'm pulling up, man. Okay. So you don't really care about them bum ass cowboys playing tonight anyway. So that's yeah, part of That's how you start. You come with that energy. Don't listen to him. The cowboys is balling this year. Exactly. You want to talk about the New York teams? Nope. 
Okay, all right then. I'm good. My Giants is good. We good. We all right. Y'all good? And shout out to DeVito, though. Hey. (laughs) What time do y'all do CBS this morning? Uh, I wake up at 4 a.m. We live at 7, done at 9. And then after that, if I have a shoot in the city, I'm going to stick around, get that done, or travel out somewhere. But listen, man, I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm not tripping about working too much. That's right. Mm -hmm. Best uh, blessed black and highly favored. That's what I like to say. That's it. Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) Now, y'all here to talk about the best of Super Bowl soulful celebration. What, what, what What is that exactly? Am I okay? So um, <laughs> the Super Bowl Soulful Celebration was originally the Super Bowl Gospel Celebration. Mm-hmm. And so it is a, a wonderful, uplifting event that puts a light on players as well as talent, whether it mm-hmm. be gospel or RB and soul. And just to give you a little bit of history, um, I went to Super Bowl. But I'm aging myself a bit, but back in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out why there was no gospel event during Super Bowl. So mm. I wrote the NFL mm-hmm. and I wrote them and got seven years of rejection letters. Mm-hmm. And that's why I know that wow. biblically the number eight is about new beginnings. Right. And that's why I know it matters because on the eighth year they said, well, this lady is crazy mm-hmm. and she's going to keep writing us. So we will sanction you. I didn't know what a sanction was. I didn't know the importance of it. And I said, well, what is a sanction? I was hoping they were going to say meet them at the bank somewhere. And it, you know. <laughs> but they said, we will give you the rights to use our intellectual property right. to do this event. And so we have been doing it now. We're coming up on our 25th year, but oh, we wow. wanted to take a moment and look back on the 24 years. Beautiful testimonies from players like Russell Wilson and Deion Sanders and some of the most amazing talent from Patti LaBelle to Gladys Knight to Yolanda right. Adams Fantasia. and more. And Fantasia. Yeah. And so when we were trying to decide, okay, how do we really look back over these 24 years and make it a beautiful experience, we immediately thought about Nate to be the person to show our journey. Uh, you know, because like, like what's the connection with Nate and gospel culture? Number one, we knew that Nate was just an exceptional person. We mm-hmm. had done our research on what players, and he's he's his to me, his life is a testimony. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times people feel like players are only good for being on the field. Mm-hmm. He has shown that he has taken his career in the NFL and shot to the heights of media. Absolutely. Um, to me, that is a testimony. Mm-hmm. And then, not to mention, he's fly. The only problem I told Nate we're having with him is all these church women are emailing us, and want, and we having to remind them that he's married. <laughs> I'm like, I'm working for you now, Nate. Let the church say amen. <laughs> Shout out to my wife. So that, where is the Soulful Celebration? It's going to be in Las Vegas. It's wherever Super Bowl is. Mm-hmm. And so we are usually the Wednesday of the Thursday night before Super Bowl. And it's just, like I said, it's an amazing journey. We do a faith in action segment mm-hmm. where we've honored everybody from um, Russell Wilson to um, Cam Newton to uh, Deion Sanders and others. Mm -hmm. And we've had everybody. God has really been good to us. Mm -hmm. We've had Tom Brady on the show. We've had Dak Prescott. We have had a lot of Pray for him, please. Pray for who? Dak Prescott. I'm a Cowboy fan. Keep keep him protected. Please. We will keep him protected. And so we've had all these amazing players. And really what it is, it it weaves out. It tells a story. Mm -hmm. So we take player testimonies and they talk about their faith and what drives them on the field. And then we blend that with these beautiful performances by people like Yolanda Adams, Mm -hmm. Fantasia, Gladys Knight, Donnie McClurkin, Donnie McClurkin, Kirk Franklin, Franklin, Mm -hmm. Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg, Dogg. with his gospel album and Mm -hmm. all that. So it's been an amazing Bush. The Burning Bush. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I want you to talk about this process, uh, Melanie, because you are the founder and executive producer, Mm -hmm. but how were you able to take 
this idea mm. and then have the wherewithal to say, I want to partner with a big enterprise like the, the NFL. Like, yeah. How did how did that mm -hmm. happen? I was that little girl when uh, my parents would tell me no. I never understood that they really meant it for real, so I used to have to get a spanking. Mm -hmm. And so to give you guys an honest uh, opinion, when I went to Super Bowl, I, I, I'm going to tell you, that was my before Christ days back, and we had parted all weekend, so we were all she looking for She said my before Christ days. <laughs> <laughs> we had parted all weekend, and we were looking for Jesus by Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, where's the gospel music? Where, come on, somebody. I've been church sure smelling like yeah, last night. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Yeah, real bad. And so um, we, it, I, I, that's when I, the Lord gave me the idea to write the NFL. And so to make a long story short, after, and I'll, I'll actually tell you guys how it started. After writing them, for some reason, I couldn't let the concept go. Writing them, writing the NFLPA all these years, yeah. they just kept getting no's. Mm -hmm. Finally, I, and this is the truth, bless his heart, he's deceased now, but Gene Upshaw was alive at the yeah, time. Yeah, Gene Upshaw. And Gene, one of my friends worked there, he didn't realize she was my friend. He was like, y'all, this lady is crazy. She's been emailing us for seven years, and we're calling, and he was like, I know how, to, but I figured out how we gonna get rid of her. And so they said, how? He said, I'm gonna tell her we'll do it, and I, you know, get the NFL to sanction her, if she can get Gladys Knight because that was like his favorite singer. Mm. So he thought that was going to be the final nail that on the head. That task was too tall. That is, that's <laughs> oh, oh, that's what, what he, he thought. thought. But he didn't know your guy. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Won't so, he do it? So Gladys is from Atlanta and she yeah. went to high school with my aunt. So when I called him, I said, I got Gladys, what's next? What's up? He was like, you telling a lie. I was like, no, I'm not. And so interestingly enough, that first year, 1999 in Miami, he said, we're going to do, I said, you you want to do advanced ticket sales because the money's, a lot of the money's go to charity, right. different charities. And so I said, oh, you want to do advanced ticket sales because, you know, church people really do come out and support faith-based consumers. And he was like, mm, 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 and we're just going to do a walk up. And so he prepared food. It was a brunch back then for 300 people and 4,000 people showed up. Oh, wow. So everybody had to be let in for free. And after that, they knew, okay, this is really yeah. culturally relevant of course. for, you know, this consumer base. And so that's what happened. Wow. So what did y'all do with 4,000 people with only three 300 plates of food? Well, they just let the ones Turn who got their Turn water into wine. <laughs> <laughs> Split the loaf of bread. Split the loaf of bread. They let everybody in free. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. that's, and it was on the beach that year. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. how, you know, we were, we were limited in numbers and seating. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like the Soulful Celebration gets as much as exposure? As it should? I don't. And I probably because I'm really passionate about about whenever something is your baby, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you think you could do more. But I, I'm grateful that we have um, experienced so many wonderful milestones over the years. Mm -hmm. We started out, we were broadcast on like the gospel music channel. Then we went on to be on BET for eight years. And I'm excited because for the first time in our history and the first time in Super Bowl's history, we will be on this, the network that's carrying the game. Oh, really? Wow. We will be, uh, wow. we, first time in the history of black-owned event, yep. will be on CBS the night before, in prime time, the night before the oh, game. Wow. And so I'm telling you, I give all the praise and honor because, yeah. and I also, I'm, I'm so grateful that God put the team of people who have supported this vision all mm -hmm. these years, because if it were up to me, it would have ended a long time ago. I couldn't carry this journey mm, yeah. to the place it had to And Melanie, it also helps that players are more vocal about their faith nowadays. Yes. You know, people don't realize, I know it's a violent sport and mm -hmm. you got helmets knocking together and there's a lot of male bravado involved, but mm -hmm. you sit in that locker room, guys are praying. Mm -hmm. When they run out on the field, mm -hmm. they run to the end zone, drop mm -hmm. it on a knee. And then after the game, they get together and pray together after the battle. So 
um, you know, guys are now creating that parallel between their careers and their walk. So mm-hmm. it's a beautiful thing. And, and to have Melanie in this this platform that she has built for guys to say, yes, I am a man of football, but first I'm a man of faith. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and this cross-section that she has created is awesome. Is that one of your intentions, Nate, to like try to show that players in a different light, let people know that, yo, these are God-fearing individuals? Yeah, we all work in media, and we know that sometimes the stories that um, create the most engagement aren't the ones that are the most flattering. Um, so in order to combat that in the way that I can is to show the beautiful things that these guys are doing. And I think there's a lot of players that um, either are men of faith that sing it, like the NFL Players Choir, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or men that lead in their own ways in their communities. And this is a spotlight for that. I want to ask, you know, back in the day, you wouldn't see as many players praying. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it something that the league was against? Because you did, you never seen it. I, I just remember growing up as a kid watching the Giants, whether it was, you know, Lawrence Taylor and them back there. You never seen them praying, or maybe TV just didn't show them. I think it was, um, I think it was more TV wasn't showing them. You know, if, if a camera is panning to guys on the sideline before a game, um, I think they'd rather show a guy shedding a dramatic tear than uh, someone on the knee mumbling their prayer. Um, I, I do feel like the league has done a better job of showing that there are men of faith in the NFL. And there's also non-believers too. Mm-hmm. Um, but the spotlight that we have to create is on us. Mm-hmm. It's not on the league. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't we can't expect the league to highlight our walk if we're shy about it. Right. And I think nowadays, mm-hmm. guys aren't shy about what they do off the field. And who's performing this year? Who, who, who do we have on the lineup? Do we know yet? So we haven't announced it yet. And okay. that, that announcement's coming from CBS. Okay. But it's going to be really bigger and better than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. I will tell you, I was so glad that Nate mentioned the NFL Players Choir uh, because I don't know if you guys know this, That is a there is a choir of former and current players that can sing their faces off. And it's been a blessing to take the helmet off and show that there are guys that really have all this amazing talent. We have a classically trained pianist in the group mm-hmm. as well as others. And they actually made the um, they, semifinals. They made the semifinals yeah, of yeah, America's yeah. Got Talent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the shock value of players that can actually sing is 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 really capturing. Mm-hmm. Nate, were you a singer? Nah, nah, I'm not a singer, I'm a poet. A you know, poet. I'm a rapper, you know what I mean? I got bars like that, but I can't sing. That God, God can't bless me with everything, you know what I'm saying? So you gotta share it a little bit. Thank you, thank you. God oh. know your heart. Yeah, <laughs> time. You know, he's like, he gave you that sense of humor. <laughs> you, you dropped a lot of watches this year too, right, Nate? Um, yeah, I did something with Shinola. Um, okay. it, it was a collaboration brand, you know, it's a Detroit brand. I, I play ball in Detroit, so I'm like an adopted son. Um, do a little bit of that. Also have a clothing line. I got a suit line. I got to get y'all on some suits. I know Please, y'all be fun too. Mm-hmm. All yeah, I need course. is your sizes. Okay. I'm going to hook you up. And my suit's got the jogger bottom so you can rock it with the kicks. Say you no know more. what I'm saying? I know y'all got Loving sneakers. It. Absolutely. <laughs> now, now, Melanie, do you ever worry about being compared to like other gospel shows like the Stella Awards, things like that? And, and what separates you know, y'all from Yeah, no, else. because it's room for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't because what's different about this show is we really put a focus on NFL players and their stories and their testimonies. Mm -hmm. And so that's what makes us stand out. And and we don't have just gospel artists. Like I said, we've had everybody from Anita Baker, Aretha Franklin when she Mm -hmm. was alive. So we focus on- Is it Dougie Fresh too? 
We've had Dougie Fresh, Dougie who was amazing. Um, speaking of rapping, I think we need to hear some bars from Nate before Whoa. we leave. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was going to ask him. I was going to ask him. Okay, you got it. Okay, all right. Is this a rap or a poem? No, nah, it's more of a poem. I, first of all, I, I didn't know you was about to do that. Um, so this isn't planned. <laughs> well, just as you talking, it. We, we talking gospel, so I got to remove <laughs> a whole catalog okay. out, of, out of what yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. you know, None of that secular stuff. Too. None of that secular None stuff. None of that secular stuff. <laughs> um, I, I got something that's fitting. Um, actually, yeah, there's an artist, uh, his name is Andrew, that we, we've collaborated on something. So I've been working on something. It's not fully baked out, but um, I'll see if I can get it out. All right. Um, this is the essence to recognize his presence of the inception of every single blessing. Blessed is the understatement. I know I'm highly favored. Now look to the right. Go ahead and tell your neighbor. God is good. God is good. God is good. All the time. All, All the, the time. time. Now to the left. Go ahead. Repeat that line. God is God good. Is good. All, All the time. time. Raised on the biblical, but led by the spiritual. Y'all mm. so Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. In other words, Babylon, until you in Babylon. I use my words like birds to fly through each and every storm. The Bible says Nathaniel means God's gift. I can fish for myself, but even these rods miss. A little something, something, a little something. Okay. Something. Ooh, okay. Yes, okay. yes. Okay. And more yes. <laughs> Now, now, you, now, like you know now you want to know why we chased him down. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and, I'm, and I'm sure that led to CBS airing it, right? Yeah, no it doubt. Definitely, no doubt. definitely. Helping out a little bit. You had to go in there and shake up, shake the table a little bit? Nah, like, I know like Jesus King. Did, I know Gil King. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Gil King, she shake the table up around there. <laughs> okay, so Gail made it happen? Or? No, 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 no. Melanie actually made that happen. Right. Um, I think I was just an added benefit that I worked for CBS. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right, right, right. Well, he was and added benefit because of who he is. has the Super Bowl this year. Mm -hmm. yeah, Who's going to be in the Super Bowl this year? Dallas Cowboys and who? It won't be a Giants. I'm gonna just tell it you. Won't that be the right Cowboys. Now. That's a fact. What about Listen, the Falcons? The Cowboys. No, the Cowboys <laughs> are playing with. If I'm looking at the NFC, mm -hmm. I think the Cowboys have a shot. Of course, the Eagles are balling, mm -hmm. and then the 49ers. Those are my three teams. Now, out of the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs are still the top dogs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But look out for the Miami Dolphins, man. Mm -hmm. Down in Miami, Tua Tagovailoa and Tyreek Hill, they are cooking up something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you think Aaron Rodgers should play this season if the doctors give him the green light? As a player who's been injured, I say no. But Aaron Rodgers doesn't care what I think or other people think. I don't think he's coming back because he's getting paid a certain amount of money. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's coming back because he thinks the Jets can make the playoffs. I think he's coming back for majority of his career. He has done what people said he couldn't do. Mm. Maybe that's ego. Mm. Maybe that's bravado. Maybe that's the mindset of one of the greats. They all have it. Mm -hmm. Where they have this switch in their head where they think, even though you tell me I can't do it, I'm going to do it to prove you wrong. I bet you that's a part of it. I'm not speaking for him, but as an athlete on the outside looking in, that's what he's doing. For him to have this surgery, which is typically a 9 to 12 month injury, wow. and he's back in a couple of months, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Have things changed that much in regards to how people treat ACLs? That people can... No, it's Achilles. Achilles, and I, and yeah. I, and typically, the normal surgery, he would have been out. The whole season would have been done. But he had some type of new procedure that allows his body to heal differently. Wow. But I'll tell you this, though. I think there's something that's sick and twisted about athletes. Um, when Adrian Peterson tore his ACL, he came back in like five, six months. Mm -hmm. And we praised him. Man, this dude's an alien. And we love that. Like, mm -hmm. I tore my ACL. I was trying to get back. And I wanted, the people, I wanted people to whisper and say, man, he came back so fast. Mm -hmm. Look at him. He still got mm -hmm. the juice. He can run, jump, and do all the things he used to do. I think there's a part of athletes that want to defy the odds. I want. I think Aaron Rodgers wants people to whisper, yo, look at him. 
that dude ain't from this earth. Mm-hmm. The way he came back from that Achilles, because there's so many things he can hold on to this year. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-hmm. He's not going to break any records. He's not going to catch Tom Brady when it comes to Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. But he can put this on his discount double belt and say, I came back from Achilles faster mm-hmm. than any other athlete in history. Wow. I think that's why he's playing. Wow. wow. Now, what do you, I wanted to ask with, with the with NFL, right? Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of players get hurt trying not to hurt other players. Yeah, no I doubt. I see that happen. So what, what do you think about the That's NFL when it, when it comes to, people say they soften it up, even with the, with the, with the quarterback. And, and I feel like even what they play with the quarterback, like the quarterback fake slide and they keep running, but the players don't want to hit them no and doubt. it kind of messes up the game. So what are your thoughts on the NFL loosening up some of those? those? Yeah, you, you know your stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? Even though I seen you in a football jersey, you didn't really fill it out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hilarious. I never played football. I played yeah, basketball. Hilarious. My son played football. Son my son, my know, son plays I'm it. I'm out in jersey. Yeah, son, and by the way, his son, Catholic, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. his son fills out the jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why he's the man of the house. Damn. Watch your mouth over there. Watch your mouth. You know what? That's a really good question because the rules have changed so much to protect the players that as a wide receiver, I'm running across the middle. I know that you can't hit me because I'm a defenseless player. So if I go up for the ball and it's not there yet and you take me out, a flag is up. Now, as a defender, the whole mindset is different. Your gaze of the play is that I am going to try to hit him to knock this ball out, but I can't get there before him. So I have to let him catch it and then react. And if you're aiming right here, but all of a sudden I get scared and duck down, now your helmet's hitting my helmet. Whose fault is it? What it looks like, it's yours. Right. So helmet to helmet. That defender was wrong. But in reality, I cowered a little bit and I changed my target. So that accidentally led to a flag and maybe a penalty and then also a fine. Now you have defenders that have to think about all that in a split second. Mm-hmm. And most of them are like, you know what? I'm not going to try to knock this dude out or knock the ball out because if I do, I can get fined. I can get kicked out of the game. And that sometimes leads to him being injured. As an offensive player, I feel bad for defenders now because mm-hmm. I can run free and do whatever I want. Now they're second guessing what makes them good, which wow. is the impact. And even with the quarterbacks, like I've, I've seen quarterbacks fake slide, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Daniel that, Jones did that, I think. He that's did a fake slide and kept running. That's a problem because, you know, you fake slide, basically you're saying, don't hit me, I'm, I'm giving myself up. Which defenders have to, so like... Defenders have to, so now you fake slide. I'm about to give up. Yeah. But you keep running. That's crazy. Wow. That's, that's, that's a little trickeration right there. I think um, they'll address that this offseason. You know, because you can't, as a quarterback, look at a defender and act as if you're going to fake slide. Mm-hmm. And then everybody lets up on the play as if it's... It's like flopping in the NBA. No doubt. It's like mm-hmm. flopping in the NBA. But I think these things will be addressed as much as I want guys to be protected because I'm all for guys getting as much money as they can from the league and then walking away healthy mm-hmm. I do feel like that old school grittiness that makes the game fun to watch absolutely mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely you, you also Nate you recently talked about uh, your bout with depression yeah yeah do you think NFL and teams do enough to help players who may be dealing with you know depression and other mental health issues I think they're doing a better job mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. players have spoke up um, players have battled with mental health issues, not just in the off season, but as they retire. Mm -hmm. And shout out to yesteryear, the older generation. They played in an era where it was taboo for guys to Mm -hmm. talk about things like this. And Mm -hmm. some of us, some of them are no longer with us. Um, And as young pups in the league, we paid attention to all of those who came before us. We heard the stories. Um, We heard about guys like Junior Seau, 
who were well-respected Hall of Famers mm -hmm. ended up taking his life. So mm -hmm. for us now in a league, in a society mm -hmm. that welcomes that, embraces that, mm -hmm. says, all right, come here. We'll give you a warm hug of mental health conversation. Yes. The NFL has embraced it. Um, some teams even have a therapist on staff that they have an open door to walk into on a weekly, daily basis, basis mm -hmm. if they need to. Um, you can always do a better job, mm -hmm. not just the NFL, but in our workplace in general. Um, but what I do know and I'm super proud of guys in the league for is that they're not afraid to talk about it. People mm -hmm. think that a locker room was full of grade A a-holes and we don't talk about mental health. We're not inclusive. That's not the case. Mm -hmm. I've been in a few different locker rooms over the course of my career and we were embracing of everything whether it was your sexual identity, sexual mm -hmm. preference, your religion, your race, your culture, mm -hmm. even your bouts with mental health. And as long as I'm on TV and have a platform, I'm gonna continue to talk about it, not just for the players, but also for my kids. Mm -hmm. I got a 19 year old, shout out to little Nate, a 17 year old, <laughs> Nehemiah, and my daughter's 13. I want them to be able to come to me, shed a tear, I'll cry with mm -hmm. them, and then we can get over it together. So yes. I gotta walk the walk if I wanna talk the talk. Do your kids play football? Yeah, my two oldest play play football. I got a uh, my older son plays wide receiver at University of Nevada, um, mm. scholarship athlete, and then my seventeen year old just finished his season at Ramapo. They lost in the championship game. My daughter plays volleyball, but my boys do play football. Did it, you want them to, or because a lot of parents that play a lot of professional I, players don't want their kids to play football? I wanted them to, but I didn't push them to, um, and I, I wasn't afraid of the injuries because I knew if they played sports, whether it was football, basketball, track, or whatever. It's inevitable. There is a 100% injury rate in sports. Mm -hmm. It's an inevitability that you will get banged up. The severity of it depends on the type of sport you're playing. Mm -hmm. Now, my boys have had significant injuries. Um, I remember my oldest when he was a sophomore, I get a call and they're like, you gotta come to practice now. It was mm -hmm. his little brother who was playing on the younger team. Mm -hmm. This is high school and I already knew. My stomach dropped, we yeah. get there and the trainer walks up to us with a soft voice and says he hurt his arm. He got rolled up on, it was accidental. And then they bring him over, he has tears in his eyes, but he's not crying. And I'm like, so tell me about it. They're like, well, I think he broke his arm. I'm like, how bad is it? And they wouldn't really say, and I know what that means. That means it's mm -hmm. way worse than they're letting it off. So we get in the car, and as soon as we start hitting those bumps on the way to the hospital, my son is crying, bawling his eyes mm -hmm. out. Everybody in the car is crying. I'll never forget this conversation because as he is crying, he says, I never want to play this sport again. I'm mm. done. Why is this always me? He had a few injuries before that. Mm -hmm. And he's like, F this sport. And I repeated him. I said, F this sport. F football. You don't ever have to play football. Mm -hmm. I said, this is about you. When you heal up, we can walk away from the sport forever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that stuck with me because I thought my son would never pick up a football again. Mm -hmm. Had his surgery, plates and screws, healed up, rehabbed. Six months later, he was back on that field, finished the season. Mm -hmm. So and it was his decision. It was his, his decision, decision, right? Mm -hmm. So I leave it up to my kids. I feel like there's more benefits than there are negatives. One, whether it's injuries, not playing, getting benched, you're gonna have to deal with stuff in life. Mm -hmm. It parallels mm -hmm. everything we go through. Football is also this microcosm of what the what society is. Mm -hmm. A lot of people can't coexist with their coworkers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In football, you got fifty something dudes on the roster. Wow. all from different walks of life. The common goal is to win. Mm -hmm. If you can do that, by the time you get to college and walk into the American workforce, you'll be good. 
you'll you'll make life more about others than it is about you. That's why I love football. Dope. Wow. All right. Good analogy. Well, we appreciate you guys for joining us. Tell this, them where they can see the uh, Super Bowl Soulful Celebration. And it's sad because I go to the Super Bowl most of the time every why year. Why haven't you been? I honestly, I didn't know about no, it. No, I'm joking. Okay. And also, it's usually because if it's on a Wednesday, most, you, people, most it, people get there Thursday, Friday. Yeah. You know what I mean? It used to be on Thursday, but we do Wednesday, so we have extra time to edit and make it right. Mm-hmm. And now that we're on CBS, we need the extra time to... It's got to be up to their standards. Right. Yeah, no doubt. Period. That's you right. know. And tickets but, go on sale on the 1st, right? They go on sale on the 1st. December 1st. December. If you all uh, happen to be in town, please come. Yeah, pull yeah, up on us. Pull Absolutely. Up on. Well, thank you so much for joining no, us. I appreciate y'all having us. Nate Burleson. And the whole tickets go on sale December 1st. You can go to Ticketmaster and get your tickets That's for the today. best of Super Bowl soulful celebration. That's today. That's today. Today. That's today. December today. already. This is tomorrow. So this That's is today. That's right. It is tomorrow. Today. This is today. today. Yes, it's today. Right now, tickets are on sale oh, right oh, now. We got the watches too for the oh, best of Super Bowl. Oh, you bought go. us watches. There we go. Okay. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Thank you. Got okay. the watches. Yeah, you know, a little some everyday watch oh, you can queen. wear. There you yeah, go. Thank Shout you out so to much. Shinola. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Thank you, bro. Wake that ass up in the morning. The Breakfast Club. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But But nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.